Welcome back to the podcast. Beloved, this is Big VJ checking in. Let's talk about the sweet science of boxing. Let's talk about the sweet science of boxing, beloved. How about we do that? Our brother, the undisputed champion of the world, Terrence Bud Crawford, out of Omaha. Let's put our advisor's hat on. Let's put our manager's hat on. And if we have the opportunity to talk to Bud with two fights left on his contract that he got with PBC, what will we be telling our brother, right? So let's have a conversation about that. Let's play make-believe, beloved. How about we do that? Talk about boxing, some sports, right? The sweet science, beloved. Because they just ain't... They ain't out there just throwing no punches, man. It's some footwork that got to be done. You know what I'm saying? It's some setting up that got to be done. It's some traps that got to be set. Boxing, beloved, is a real deal. And just going back to the fight I seen Terrence Crawford when he fought our brother Earl. You know, I was on that PBC train. I still am because I just like to see black and brown men dominate at something and boxing beloved especially the what's going on in the ring and what's going on outside the ring as far as business is concerned black and brown people dominate boxing at this time so much so man that Al Heyman he's a feared man Oscar De La Hoya is a feared man and they throw these promotions, beloved, in which they generate hundreds of millions of dollars. And the talent go away with a nice chunk of change, man. You can't not do anything, but you can't do nothing but respect it, right? But if we just put the real truth on the table, there's a small hat. His name is Bob Arum. He owned a company called Top Rank. And something about Bob, he got a, uh, and I'm just saying, you got to give credit where credit is due. He got an eye for talent. You know, it's Bob that worked with the greats, right? Shout out to De La Hoya, right? Our brown brother's doing his thing from California. Shout out to Al Heyman from the Midwest. Cleveland is on fire right now, right? Boxing. Uh, Cleveland is on They run California man I just watched the interview With our brother Rich Paul And I'm so proud Of our brothers from Cleveland man I'm talking about Rich Paul is a billion brother I don't care for that small hat JBA But the deals that this guy is closing And the way that Our brother talking cold We talking about Rich Paul man When he's talking he's talking in cold but when you're from the avenue, you get every single word that he says. And I just, he had an interview that was maybe like an hour. I want some change long. I like what he got going on. I like what LeBron got going on. I like what Maverick Carter got going on. 
brother i'm impressed now i reached out to man ricardo when he said some funny style shit to kanye about kanye about coming on the show and all this and i had it right to brother because i just had no choice but all in all beloved i like everything that the city of cleveland is doing as far as producing black brothers dominating the business circuit i mean they're dominating they are dominating pbc we're down there with our brother al Heyman, lebron maverick clutch sports rich paul we salute man the midwest is doing their thing right that small hand bob Barham. he got an eye for talent you can't take that from him he worked with ali he discovered floyd he worked with manny he found that kid from uh, East New York, right? Tiafimo Lopez. He put Lil Machinko on the stage. He found Terrence Crawford. He had Joe Frazier. Julio Cesar Chavez. He worked with all of the greats. So he got that eye for talent. You just can't take that from that man. And I just think, beloved, that his company may not last once he's gone because everybody can't do that. Everybody can't do that. But maybe all that, beloved, is a different story for a different day. If I was managing Tans Crawford and we all watched that fight that he had with Earl, we thought it was going to be a 50-50 fight. It was lopsided. Um, it kind of exposed the PBC blueprint. Like, we can see the blueprint now. Because now, when you see Earl loss, you think about Tank's blueprint. And Al Heyman, he has this thing where it's like, ultimately, the Mayweather blueprint. Where you allow Mayweather to fight non-black fighters. And the guys that Mayweather fight, they're not, they're really not athletic. They're good boxers. They're hard-nosed fighters. But nobody Mayweather ever fought was athletic. They all kind of stand in front of them and do their thing. And um, Timothy Bradley would have been the most athletic guy he ever fought, but Floyd never fought him. Uh, Vernon Forrest, uh, rest in peace, our brother from Atlanta would have been the, I mean, really, really the most athletic guy Floyd would ever fought, but they didn't let that happen. They kind of put him in the ring with non-black fighters. We're talking about Floyd. And he kind of flat-footed. And Floyd is kind of athletic, so it works. That's like the Al Heyman blueprint. You know, you kind of put a great fighter in there with another great fighter whose footwork is not as not the best and he's not that athletic because they do that with tank you know tank never he never fights athletic guys he kind of fights guys that they're good but they kind of flat footed and tank is the most athletic guy in the ring they was running the same blueprint what earl the truth spence but it doesn't work the mayweather blueprint doesn't work unless it's a non-athletic guy and it looked like PBC did everything they possibly could to keep those two guys from fighting. But Earl pushed the envelope from what I hear. He's like, I'm not taking no other fight but this fight with Crawford. And it didn't work out. As much as I like Earl, the history of boxing, it just looked like it's a color, you know, on some color scheme shit almost 
it looks like every time you get a great brown skin fighter, because I'm a I'm a Earl, I'm a Earl supporter. Whether he lose or not, I like Earl. But just in the history of boxing, I couldn't put no money on that fight, y'all. I couldn't do it because I'm just like, it's always the dark skin brother that always upset the brown skin brother, and that's how boxing works. Like it's the history of that shit. Like if you play bully in boxing. It's like nobody can beat you, but the dark skinned brother can beat you. <laughs> and I'm looking at Earl and I'm looking at Terrence. I'm like, well, Terrence is the dark skinned brother. He's athletic and all throughout boxing history. <laughs> if anybody gives the good fighter that's brown skinned the problems, it's not the Mexican brother. It's not the Puerto Rican brother. It's not the Latin brother. It's always, it's always the dark-skinned brother that gave the brown-skinned brother the problem. Nobody thought that Mike Tyson would ever lose. But Buster Douglas was the problem, right? And when you are the bully, it is something entrenched in black culture. Where the darker the guy is, the more menacing he come across. <laughs> You know, he looks like the tougher fighter. You know, everybody was scared of Marvin. You know, marvelous Marvin Hagler. You know, it's just what it is. He gave Sugar Ray his toughest fight. We sat back and we watched Frazier beat Ali. It's just, it works this way. You know, Ali is the brown skinned, polished brother, but Frazier is the rough, dark skinned brother from Philly. <laughs> and we thinking Ali gonna win. Ali didn't win. Man, I remember when um, Vernon Forrest was giving Shane problems. Shane, Sugar Shane Mosley was at the top of his game. But they bring in the dark-skinned brother from Atlanta, Vernon Forrest. And it just, it happens all throughout boxing. Beloved, I'm from Detroit, beloved. When we seen Iran Barkley from New York drop his head, throw that bullshit punch. And he cleaned Tommy the Hitman Hearns out of there. He dropped the whole city. When, when, listen, when Hearns fell, the whole city fell. But it's like always in Boston, the dark-skinned guy give the brown-skinned brother the most problems. Roy Jones Jr., one of the best I've ever seen in my life. I ain't never seen nobody talented like Roy. When you watch Roy on HBO, the fights wasn't even close. There were blowouts. It was like, come on, man. Roy can, he used to make rap albums before the fight. He'd be playing basketball before the fight because Roy Jones Jr. was so talented. There was nothing you can do with him. Until he came up and fought a guy from Michigan named James Tony, gave him some trouble. Roy's so talented, but it was it was James that gave him the trouble. But later after James, it was Tarver that beat him. That's a reoccurring thing in boxing. No matter how good of a boxer that you are, the dark-skinned brother always end up winning the fight because he got this tough thing. You know, dark-skinned brothers got this tough image down pack and they're the strongest male and, you know, they're the most powerfulest and the grittiest. And, and I don't know, I think somewhere deep down in the culture, people buy into that. And when they get in the ring... With a dark skinned brother with the black seed, it just go another way. It don't go like they think it should go. 
And that was the reason when I seen this fight coming up with Terrence Crawford. Because, man, I was an Earl fan. I'm still an Earl fan. I ain't going to say was. I'm an Earl fan. And when I kind of seen, you know, I'm like, well, the PBC fighters are better. I started believing the hype. And I seen, you know, Terrence Crawford. I'm looking at his resume. It wasn't all that. The whole boxing world, all the trainers and everybody picked Terrence. And I'm like, man, I don't see it, man. It's Earl is... But now, after the fight, I'm looking back. I'm looking at everybody that tank for. It's the Mayweather blueprint. I'm looking at everybody that Mayweather for. That's the Al Heyman blueprint. Non-black fighters kind of stand in front of you, non-athletic. Earl, he kind of went off the zone and did his own thing. So, I say all that, beloved, to say this. If I was advising Terrence Crawford, when the rematch come up with Earl, because the numbers already came in from the first fight, both fighters made roughly a little bit over $25 million. I would tell Terrence Crawford to throw the fight. I love boxing. I love the sweet science. But if you just ask me, I'm like, just throw the fight. It's not even worth it. I mean, you fought the first fight. You got hit with a good shot by Earl. He can't hurt you. So why would you go in in the second fight, dominate him, and then have to fight an animal because they're going to try to put Terrence up against a Canelo or somebody that's just too, because, you know, Terrence is in his bag right now. I mean, he put on a, not only did he put on a great boxing display, before the fight, him coming down with Eminem and, it was perfect almost it was like his outfit was perfect the ring walk was perfect it's like the guy had a, a totally perfect night on the biggest night underneath all the bright lights it was his time it's like he's in his own vibe he's everywhere he's doing everybody podcast everybody talk show he's likable the devils like him so once the devils like you that's it you're going to the moon he's he's past the moon right now he's just doing his own thing and I'm thinking to myself, that kid got two more fights. We're talking about Terrence Croft on his contract with PBC. And he's at an age where he could retire after this. What would he do or what would he have to do to walk away from the game, less punishment, and make the most money out these last two fights? Beloved, I submit to you he should throw this next fight. I would advise him to take a good punch from Earl and just go down. And if he do that, that third trilogy fight, he'll make money hand over fist. They might make $50 million a piece and he can walk away into the sunset. Because nobody care about these records. Nobody care about these boxing records. I mean, because this, we live in a social media era where the records don't even matter no more. It's the money that matters. Like, you gotta... Records don't send your kids to college. <laughs> you know, records don't get you the best lawyers. You know what I'm saying? The best deals. Where you can buy the most property and all that. Records ain't gonna do that. The money you're doing, not the records. And if you just take a little dive and make it look like it's legit, how much more money can you make on a trilogy now? How much money can you make on the trilogy? You know he can't hurt you. So go on there. We talking about Terrence. Make it look competitive. Because check it out. Anybody that's seen that first fight in no boxing. 
they know one thing. Earl carried him all the way through. The first round, beloved, I'm watching the fight. We all, my whole family, we all got the fight on. We, me and my sons, we. It was a jab that Terrence threw in the first round, and that shit didn't. When Earl kind of caught that, it didn't look right. We was like, man, that shit did. If you're a boxing fan, now, they, oh man, after the third round, no, 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 fuck all that. He hit him with a shot in the first round. Earl didn't respond right to the shot he got hit in the first round with. We knew then, okay, this is not going to go. <laughs> Look, this shit ain't going to go like we think it's going to go. <laughs> this shit ain't going to go. It's not going to go because it kind of looked like the Ryan Garcia fight. Well, Ryan was doing all this busy work, and Tank was he wasn't doing the busy work. And Tank hit him with a little shot. But the strength, you can see, he was like, damn. Tank is just too strong. Than, he's stronger than this guy. This guy ain't got to. It was the same thing with the Terrence fight. Terrence is, you know, they doing it, and he hit he, he hit Earl that first, that stiff jab, and I was like, God damn, this shit ain't. And then the second round, it was over. From the second round, all it was just getting worse and worse. And what I noticed is that Terrence Crawford is an interesting fighter. I never rooted for nothing Terrence ever did. I rooted against him his whole career, but I do know this. Once he kind of gets you hurt, you're figured out. He's kind of like the Mayweather, but not like Mayweather. Mayweather kind of figure you out and just outboxes you for the rest of the fight. Now, Pretty Boy Floyd didn't do that. Pretty Boy Floyd figured you out and knocked your ass out. Tank figured you out and knocked your ass out. But Terrence Crawford, he figured your ass out and knocked your ass out too. He had Spence kind of figured out early. But he drugged the fighter. He carried him all the way to, to when it ended. He was, he was beat already. You can see right then, Terrence is thinking about he's thought he was he got to sell the, the next fight. You can kind of see, man, I got to sell this rematch. This guy's too slow for me. I mean, nothing looked right for Earl. Everything looked off. The fuck is the brother haircut looked off. His face was swelling up fast. It's just nothing looked right. The, the ring walk had no energy on it. You know, it was some fat ass dude talking about we from Texas and walk. It was no energy. It was no buzz. He just didn't have it wasn't there. Everything went wrong. So it's like when Terrence just he just carried him all the way to the end and then he they just stopped the fight. But we see Terrence fight that when he gets you in trouble, man, that should be over. Like he just put that much pressure on you. He didn't. He held back to sell the rematch. Brother, when we talking about Terrence Crawford, if you're that smart to pull back to sell the rematch, you got to be even smarter to take a dive in the second fight. You got to be even smarter. Now, you ain't got to come out and you make it look competitive. You get hit with a shot, you go down. You get hit with a body shot, you go down. You get hit with anything. They can't say nothing about nothing. And you can say, well, you can blame it all on training camp and then sell the third fight and make crazy money hand over fist. Because it doesn't make sense for you to beat him and they try to put you in the ring, your last BBC fight with a killer, with a Canelo or some crazy. And with a, I mean, they're going to make you go up and up and up. And they don't make these devils just jump around and go up and up and up and fight the fighters bigger than they didn't do that to Kovalev. When Kovalev was winning, they didn't make he, he lost to a smaller fighter. He lost to Dre. They didn't tell him, hey man, just keep going up and keep. They don't do that to these. They didn't do that to Triple G. 
They didn't make Triple G. He was a multi-weight. He didn't keep going up and fighting. No, they don't do that to them. They just let them sit at one weight class and just hang out all their career. But when it come to you, the original man, they want you to jump weight classes and go up and fight killers and do all this to get your money. And why would you do that, brother? Don't do that. Canelo is really showing black fighters the way. Canelo is. Canelo moving up and down in weight, right? But he's strategic with that. He ain't fighting the killers and all that when he go up and down. He That Bivol was a different, but he ain't fighting any real killers in these divisions. He kind of taking his picks and chooses when he have a fight. But when I say Canelo was leading the way, he won't fight a Mexican fighter. Canelo English is getting better, and he said something that it was so profound. The brown seed, listen, beloved. The brown seed, our firstborn, Canelo. He said he would not fight a Mexican fighter because he represents Mexico. Why would he fight a Mexican fighter? Meaning, like, why would I get in the ring with a Mexican fighter and I tear him down in front of the whole world because I'm on a, I'm on a big platform? Why would I do that to him? I won't do that to him. I'm only going to fight, this is Canelo talking, non-Mexican fighters. He's giving free game. He's giving jewels to black fighters. Why y'all just keep fighting each other? What you get out of that? Truth be told, he's looking at it. Canelo like saying, well, look at Mayweather. He ain't make no money fighting no black fighters. He made his whole career fighting non-black fighters. He spared his people. Now, if you love your people, just fight non-black fighters. That's where the real money is at. You got so many more options, but you don't have to worry about Stand in the gym all day preparing to hurt somebody that look like you. You can prepare somebody, you can prepare to hurt somebody from another village that don't look like you and make millions of dollars off doing it. And you can represent your people well. He's showing our people the way. I just, when he, Canelo put that out there, I said, damn, man, the, the brown seed is brilliant, beloved. He put something on the table that. The black seed can benefit from. So if you're Terrence Crawford, you say, "Man, I'm gonna throw this next fight, and I'm just I might throw the legs to. I'm just gonna make some money. And I'm gonna get out this game because look what I did to my own brother, and I tried to carry him, and I carried him as far as I can carry him. But look what I did to my own brother. Earl's brain ain't gonna never be the same. He made some money, but you went out there on a the big platform and you destroyed your own brother." It's boxing. It happened. We ain't talking about. You can't be saving. I'm just saying on a. I'm looking at through the eyes of Canelo now. But you could have took them talents and did that to another fighter. Now you prove who you are. But look how we had to prove how we are. We got to hurt each other. It's boxing. It's boxing. It's going to happen. But just think though. If black fighters get the same mentality. That Canelo got. All the money that we can make fighting non-black fighters and show a united front where all of our people are just champions and we ain't fighting each other that is the way beloved beloved that is the way and if this last couple of fights that he got on his contract I'll throw it I'll throw the fight with Earl and then the next fight we have 
the trilogy. Man, I just straight up box and I won't do nothing to hurt him because I know he can't hurt me. I just do anything just to get by. And then after that, I teach the younger generation to come underneath us the tanks. Well, well I can't really say tankers. Tankers like an OG now. You know, he's like the OG all over the younger, you know, the younger group. He's over them. But the Shakur Stevens and all them guys, because they, they come under tank, really, you know. All the Shakur Stevens and everybody, I say, listen, just fight non black fighters for now. Don't set yourself up to make the big payday by hurting somebody that look like yourself. Canelo showed us the way. Fight non black fighters. We can see our brother from Philly, Boots, fight non black fighters. Just do your thing. You ain't got to worry about fighting nobody that look like yourself. And let's just see if we can get a bigger bag, which we probably can. Because when you start fighting non black fighters, you galvanize, and that was the genius of Mayweather. Mayweather galvanized all of us to go behind him because he was always fighting a non-black fighter, and we didn't want to see him lose. So we paid to see him win. Others paid to see him lose. But it was like Mayweather against the whole country. Mayweather against Pacquiao. It was like the whole Philippines was against. You know what I'm saying? Mayweather against some Mexican fighter, some South American fighter from Bolivia, Chile somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Brazil somewhere, somewhere. It was just us against them. But we spent the money to support our brother. But if he fought another brother, then we just, we get into this ego kick thing and we, but that's how Mayweather did it. But it took Canelo to articulate that. I'm not fighting no Mexican fighter. You Mexican don't even ask me for a fight, it's not happening. All I'm going to do is fight non-Mexican fighters. And he's the biggest in the sport right now. And that's just something I think black fighters can learn from. Until then, though. If I had to advise our brother Terrence. I'd say, man, go ahead and throw the next fight. Earl can't hurt you. Throw the next fight. You ain't got to beat yourself over the head to fight these killers to make these last two fights. You ain't got to do all that, man. If he can't hurt you, you know he can't hurt you. Your skills are superior. And just go in there, try to make it look interesting. Get caught with a shot, go down. And then come back, <laughs> sell the trilogy, you know what I'm saying? And just outbox your brother and leave it at that and teach the youth. You know, you know, teach the youth to just stay away from fighting each other. Because I tell you what. Mayweather left the game by robbing a bank. When Mayweather came out in his last fight with a ski mask on, <laughs> he was fighting Conor McGregor. Let's see if he fight Conor. <laughs> he had a ski mask on. He had a ski mask on, beloved. He fought a man that was professionally zero and zero. <laughs> and I paid to see the fight, you know. <laughs> He fought a man that was professionally zero and zero. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about him, Al, Al, <laughs> him and Al Heyman and Leonard Ellaby. They still probably got money right now from that fight. They sit back laughing. Him and Sam, them, they sit back laughing right now. And we all bought the fight. But you know why we bought it? Because we wanted to support our brother fighting a non-black fighter. And we're going to ride with the brown seed. We're going to ride with Canelo. Because I'm thinking, beloved, that is the way of the future. And we're going to leave it there. How about that? 
Peace and black power to your family. Man, we thank you guys so much for hanging out, man. We just shooting the bobo. Talking about a little sports, beloved. Until next time, this is Big VJ, man. I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace. Drop.